walk out of me before, but not when I was, I was being satanic. Well, I don't care for you or for the main person. Cupid Sludge are trowling out. Pimp stick. Pimp stick. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how happy it, it makes me to have clips from Dragnet in my opening. You know, the the sure. the old lady, yeah. Uh, um, he it, like Edith Borden, yeah, is wow. the uh, the old lady uh, the who who gets her wet her white wedding dress stolen um, to put on the Virgin Connie Swale before she's thrown into the toxic. Uh, pit with the giant Bolivian jungle snake. It just, and, and when they go and ask her to describe Amal Muzz, it's just that scene alone. Um, you can see where the root of uh, Betty White's naughty talk um, yeah. trend came from was from that movie. Um, of course, uh, written and from the mind of, uh, as far as an adaption goes, Dan Aykroyd. Um, just great stuff. Uh, welcome back to the show, by the way. We're just we're having a relaxed kind of a Saturday show because yeah. honestly, so much stuff happened this week. Um, can I can I just, if I may, uh, point of order, Mr. Chairman? The select panel investigating the January sixth insurrection is issuing subpoenas to four current and former top aides to President Donald Trump, including his mo- most recent chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Um, the committee issued its first subpoenas on Thursday to Meadows, former Pentagon official and longtime House Intelligence Committee aide Cash Patel, whose name is his first name is Cashyap. His fu- first name, it, he's, he's it, it, it's Cashyap. There's a yap. There's a y a p on the, you yeah. know, but they call him Cash. Yeah. Yep. But is but it it. I mean, I I would just I'm just saying somebody named Cashyap Patel. I would expect to be arrested in relation to a Matt Gates case i'm just saying Mm. right yeah so anyways um former top white house advisor steve bannon which in and of itself is an ironic and disgusting statement top white house advisor um (laughs) interesting enough top white house advisor but how you know you've hit bottom in life is if you've run into steve bannon and longtime trump social media chief dan scavino um it marks a turning point in the investigation as lawmakers begin homing in on trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election results um, uh, Benny Thompson of Mississippi had foreshadowed Wednesday that the first subpoenas would go out uh, imminently as the panel kicks into high gear with the goal of finishing its work by next spring. The four Trump associates will be commanded to produce relevant documents by October 7th and appear for depositions the following week. This is going to be so fun. Now, they're going to punt. They're going to fight. They're going to file lawsuits. The, they're going to file it in uh, courts w- that have Trump-appointed judges so that they'll drag them out. But ultimately, there is no reason why they can avoid these subpoenas. It's, it's, it is literally just delay. That, hence the whole, yeah, I want to finish by next spring. This is law enforcement. Yep. This is, you know, law and order. Hashtag law and yep. order. It's hashtag law and order, Johnny. In a statement released shortly after the subpoenas where Trump lashed out, it, I mean, does he have any other way of communicating these days at all? Doesn't he just lash out for a living? Isn't that? You know, I mean, yeah, he should just, he should just his call his website time. The Lash Out. Um, oh, we got, I think we got a new patron as well. I know, I recognize the sound, but I can't see the app. But thank you. Um, we will uh, bless you for that. Um, we will fight the subpoenas on executive privilege and other grounds for the good of our country. And he and derided didn't Biden it. Biden just say he probably wasn't going to um, allow 
executive privilege to cover for it. Yeah. It won't. It won't work. The it's executive privilege is only the purview of the executive branch as it stands. Hence the idea that you know Trump was talking about uh, stuff that he was going to declassify while he was president about the JFK and Nixon and aliens and blah blah blah. That um, the conversations in the White House about any of those things, Trump technically, while he was president, had the ability to declassify and not exert executive privilege sure. on on any of those things. And now Biden has that power, which is uh, Trump's worst nightmare. Hence, by the way, the clamor to get him reinstated because somebody yeah. has told him this. Somebody has you know t- you know told him specifically, like, yeah, you don't. You're all in. Uh, you know, Biden, you have to throw yourself on the mercy of Joe Biden at this point. Um, hundreds of those charged in breaching the Capitol on January 6th have cited Trump's false claims about election fraud as a motivating factor for their decision hmm. to travel to Washington, D.C. ahead of what turned into a violent attack. By the way, the gates are still up in front of the Capitol. Uh, they may be coming down this weekend. Today was also the second day. We will walk around in a little bit and I will report back if there's a second day uh, 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 Septaint, as we called it last week, um, but no sign that there would be. It's it's quite it's it's brutally normal here for anybody who you know is a Trump sycophant. It, things are uh, in DC are running painfully normally, and probably that that points to why you've got um, Marjorie Taylor Greene freaking out as much as she is on the steps. Besides the fact that she's you know a, she has a, no a, other venue. She just no. has to like freak out in public. Right, and she's still, according to, you know, a, as recent a, a, a calculation as I could find, she's still the the Cong- the member of Congress that raises the most money for Republicans nationwide. Talk about madness. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, which is, by the way, why Matt Gates wanted to tour around with her to kind of, sure. you know, gin he up likes his money. numbers. Yeah, exactly, and he's going to need a lot of it for lawyers. So, um, Thompson and other committee members in, uh, indicated that they would issue immediate subpoenas to those they felt would be recalcitrant, meaning that these these are so that they know they're going to fight them, but they can only fight them for so long. So instead of waiting and issuing them later after they've gotten the people that they know they can get to come in, they'll issue these. Um, they'll put them on the calendar to show up on those dates and get materials. They'll subpoena other people probably next week and then take advantage of like guess what you're coming in uh you know on the 14th or the 15th whenever they have the 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 week of actual uh panels um so the next two weeks are going to be brutal for the trump organization and for because it's not just trump's own you know the 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 subpoenas related to um the, the January 6th insurrection or his, you know, post-election uh, chicanery, um, Mr. Chicadance. Um, they also, uh, the judge orders the Trump Organization to address the subpoenas that the New York Attorney General has put forward um, for company records. Uh, a New York judge has ordered the Trump Organization to submit a report next week to the New York Attorney General in an effort to resolve a long-running dispute over subpoenas or records uh, for records according to an unsealed order. The Trump Organization, by September 30th, shall provide a report in reasonable detail of actions taken to preserve, collect, and produce hard copy and electronic documents responsive to the OAG subpoenas. This is just going to be a brutal week in Trump world. 
Yeah. Now, there was a lot of... Um, uh, in dealing with the Arizona stuff, uh, Rachel last night read a, a... I think it was in the Washington Post, but an op-ed by a conservative thinker about this is basically the end. This is... Our democracy is in total peril because Trump is not going to behave on any of these things. He's going to run in 2024. His own people, he's got, a, he's got a, an iron grip on the Republican Party, and it's, it's just, um, there's no way out of it, and we, we're, the response is going to have to be swift and brutal to get this guy, um, you know, to, to solve the, the conundrum of Trumpism in the modern era. Is this like, like a call to action from this guy? Or yeah, basically. Oh, okay. I think he's, it's a little bit of both. And thank you, Robin, um, and thank you to our new patrons. Thanks for joining. Patreon.com slash Hal Sparks, great way to support the I'm just saying. Um, I, I, I often outrun my lips when I speak. I do that <laughs> because my tongue is far faster than my lips. Thank you for responding to this. So he was basically warning everyone that this is a, you know, and Steve Schmidt was on, uh, on Rachel last night saying, you know, Donald Trump is a very dangerous person to the world and we've got to get him out of whatever. His a very strange Steve Schmidt voice. And... Here, here's my thing. Do we have to address the the kookier elements of the Republican Party and the January 6th insurrectionists and that crowd to prepare ourselves, uh, you know, for them not creating some other violent act? And I don't think it'll be on the Capitol ever again. I think you're talking about state capitals that are in danger. You know, the Governor Whitmers of the world are going to be facing action from these folks. Um, is it... Is it true that the Republican Party is in the total grips of Trumpism? Um, and is Trump going to run in 2024? I'm calling it right now that he's not because he has to separate himself from his super PAC and he won't be able to take that money anymore the minute he announces that he's starting running, which would be in 2023. And he'll, you know, he, somewhere in late 2023, he's going to have to announce that to get that ball rolling. And he won't get to keep that money anymore. And he needs it because he's broke. Because he owes a lot of money, and his brand is uh, is, I mean, it's a bunch of fung pee at this point. It, there's nothing to it. It's worthless. His his name's getting taken off of buildings. Yeah, who's going to scramble to put their his name on anything? Right. It is it is worthless in that regard. And if they do anything, they'll launch a bunch of extended stay Trump hotels, you know, on that level throughout the Southland and through you know the red states, maybe. Right, but um, yesterday he said he won't run if there's a medical reason. Yeah, that was in, somebody uh, CB in the chat brought that up. That was one of the outs that the guy in the op-ed said. But barring a medical reason, Trump won't run. Mm-hmm. Well, Trump has a lot of medical reasons not to run, and the idea that he's yeah. the sharp Trump of before um, is an absurdity. And for all the clamoring about Biden, you know, slipping mentally, um, the the we will see tonight. Obviously, Trump is going to have a rally tonight. I will be covering it Monday on my live stream. Yes, I was, I was hoping that you wouldn't cover it tonight. Not on your birthday. Night. Not on my birthday. No, no, no. Not I mean, a I've Trump got, rally. I, I have some dignity. Um, but I will. I will go through it on Monday. We'll do, we'll go through the whole speech and break it down and all that kind of stuff. But he. This is not the guy that ran in 2015 at all. And that guy wasn't that sharp. No. Um, he was just rude, and he was willing to say certain things, which means 
Uh, there's an illusion, I, we gotta take a break, but when there's an illusion that when you are saying things that other people are not willing to say, that it gives you the illusion of speed. Comedians who, mm-hmm. uh, like rude comedians or, or crowd work comedians know this very well. Thank you, Steven. Thanks for the happy birthday from Drew and Steven. Ah, oh, thanks guys. Um, <clears throat> there is a, uh, there's a tendency when you see a comedian who's on stage and he's messing with the crowd and he's going person to person and he's insulting people that he's saying things so fast. Oh my God, this guy's brain must work a million miles a second. A, he's got a stored up bunch of things that he's going to say. But secondarily, it's civilization that is keeping you from saying those things, not that they didn't occur to you just as fast. He just has right. no filter between his brain and his mouth. And it gives you the illusion of speed. Um, and so... It's it's crucial that people recognize that uh, uh, people were giving Trump uh, the benefit of the doubt all along. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Watch Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk, birthday edition. It's my birthday, and thank you for the love, everybody in the chat room, and thanks for our new patrons who are joining right now. I can hear it chiming in my yeah. ear. It's lovely. And Tim, attention! Stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the House Thank program, you so much. Mega Worldwide. Oh my God! They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. My um, uh, I was just going through um people who are um sending uh, Venmo love. Um, usually our regulars because I don't have the Venmo sign up on my like I normally oh, do yeah, yeah. on the you know, but um. I don't know who I, Kimber I was, is, but they like you. Yes. Um, I I was uh, scrolling past, and my friend Charlene, she's like, uh, she opened for me on the road a lot. Um, uh, Charlene May, you know. Um, and she, she hasn't been doing a lot of shows lately because COVID was ransacking its way through her family. And her father passed away last week from from covid after you know and and that you know i won't get too much into you know kind of her family politics she talks about it on you know when she does stand up a lot that they're you know they're not liberals this is not a liberal family you know she's the she's you know and i I don't know that he refused the vaccine or just decided not to get it but he absolutely fits that demographic let's just say of folks and it's just heartbreaking um, that they ended up, you know, that yeah, that people have to say goodbye that way without being there in person, especially when it's your dad. And so I just want to send my love out to Charlene today, especially. Um, I've messaged her and stuff. She's, I guess, with her family right now dealing with this. Um, and... And nobody deserves that. No, no one. And it's why I, you know, on and on... Um, I want I want to say like I there's a bunch of the you know there's a lot of back and forth about people who won't take the vaccines and who refuse to and you know or they are the horse paced and we all joke about the you know the ivermectin ridiculousness and that kind of stuff but in in many ways the jokes are there to remind people that their behavior and their thoughts and their actions in this situation are ridiculous they are absurd and obscene and silly And you are endangering yourself and your loved ones when you don't take this kind of thing seriously. And when you pass, it will, as the the flags in 
at, you know, at the COVID memorial are a reminder of, and of, and of course the friends that I know who have relatives who passed by this, it's the people you leave behind who didn't have that last moment with you, that didn't get to share that with you, and it you know, increasingly... All the orphans. Yeah, yeah, to both parents dying in some cases, mm-hmm. you know. And as my, you know, my mom's birthday is today, just like mine. My dad's birthday is on Tuesday. So we're all Libras. So, I mean, there's never been an argument in that house. <laughs> it's like we just calmly discuss things until they're done and everyone gets heard. It's a little silly, but I'm, I'm not kidding. There really aren't that many arguments about stuff, uh, about anything over the years, even when they're worth arguing over. Um, and, as my, you know, my dad's going to be uh, 81 on, on Tuesday. And, mm. you know, it, luckily they're vaccinated. He's, you know, he has, he, he's on dialysis, so he has to, he's going to get a booster. Yeah. The boosters were announced this week. That was also a big part of the news. And, you know, so he's in line for that. Other folks, there was this back and forth, you know, and they were saying it was a, a big controversy about the CDC panel saying people under a certain age didn't need them, but uh, the the CDC um, um, head essentially overriding them and saying, no, it, for people in certain lines of work, namely frontline healthcare workers, um, they they probably should be able to get them as well. Um, and I think that applies to people who work in the public, such as myself and, you know, performers who are out in public and you're dealing with large crowds. Because then we saw this kind of false negative thing happen at The, at the View this week when Kamala mm-hmm. Harris was supposed to be speaking with them. They, they had two of the hosts. Um, ultimately, it was a false positive. But they had two of the hosts with a live audience there, by the way. And the, and the vice president was going to show up with a live audience. And, you know, and she... I guess she technically is under the number they were suggesting age-wise. But because of her interaction, the volume of humans you're interacting with should be a major factor in this, whether or not you work in a hospital or not. Mm-hmm. And that, um, I, I and, you know, I'm aware of this because my, you know, just if I'm going to go see my dad in a couple weeks um and you know take the grandkid to see him on a long weekend that kind of idea or something or have thanksgiving coming up having that safety around it making sure that you're you're vaccinated but also that the the people you're going to go see are vaccinated that they're not going to bring in you know a a a side variant that's messing with everybody Mm -hmm. uh, you know that distinction that there's a there's a a bank shot that I think a lot of people just kind of disregard on the right in that oh, I'm healthy, I'm not going to get this. And yet knowing full well they're surrounded by people with comorbidities that supposedly are their loved ones, their friends. Yeah. And now you've got stories coming out about um, them attempting to, uh, people attempting to remove their relatives from the hospital, take them out of uh, the emergency room um, after they what? To, what end? To, to keep them from being intubated or getting or you know and, and at this point I'm not quite sure why other than getting them the ivermectin because there's this belief that they're they're mm. being poisoned that these yeah, yeah, four yeah. these that these yeah, four that's, radio that's what we're doing we're getting them into the emergency rooms and we are going out of our way to kill them you're that important right exactly yeah. well <laughs> and, and part Right, poor uh, like um, f- four of 
the you know the radio DJs who passed away who were anti-vaxxers that uh, you know Don, uh, that um, that um, Howard Stern was mocking and you know made it in the news that he was kind of calling these guys out and laughing about that right. fact and again it's it's why I just don't wish it on anybody because of the it's not the person that makes this decision it's the per- people around them who didn't need to see them die just because they're stupid just because they're crazy crazy and stupid should not be capital offenses no matter what um but you've got these situations where people are are trying to snatch their relatives out of um hospitals because they want to get them ivermectin and they believe that they're being poisoned because they believe like these four radio hosts yeah. have been have been poisoned not they they didn't die of of covid this is the you know the the pentaveret and george soros and all these people working to create a you know one world government by wiping out. It's when professional wrestling mindset becomes reality. Right, right. Um, that that everyone it's very distinct ideas of who's a heel and who's on your side and anyone can turn yeah. at any time. Um, it this is overall. Um, I mean, and you're going to see this play out as the fall comes in because now we're getting into the cold and flu season. Um, where it will, there will be a spike related to this because people will yep. be, you know, in a situation where, you know, you're you're eating and living and you're moving less, you're eating, you know, more sweets and other kind of stuff, things that affect the immune system overall, which is one of the reasons that we have the cold and flu season when we do. Um, you know, it's just the the, the uh, Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving effect, as it were. And the lack of activity that you had in the summer, the lack of vitamin D, all those kind of things that make you, you know, from an immune standpoint, more susceptible to getting colds and flus and that kind of stuff. On top of the fact that these folks absolutely have the ability to get a vaccine, it works. Um, yeah, they had a teacher this week who who um, who passed away, and she wanted to get the vaccine, and she couldn't in time. And, you know, this story comes out, and I have no idea why in she time. couldn't. Yeah. They're, they're, it didn't seem to make any sen- sense to me, the story as it came. we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Mark Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio. For God's sakes, please get vaccinated. I, I, we've both been double shot. We're good. Um, yeah. you you got to take care of yourself and those around you, for, for crying out loud. Um We'll be back right after this. And thank you again, guys, for the uh, the Super Chats. Oh, my gosh. Kimber, thank you so much. And and moms, again, thank you so much for the Super Chats, you guys. This is really lovely. Um, we'll be back right after this. It's the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. You're listening to House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Oh, I thought there was going to be, like, a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCBT 820. Hoo-yah! Welcome back to the show. It's a it's a lovely birthday show. It's just kind of it's very relaxing today. You know, yeah. I I don't want to get too far into the uh, the heavy stories, but I so um, I will I will share another thing that happened this week that brought us all a little bit of joy. These you know these. These little like sprinklings of things, you know what I mean? It's we just come in a little bit, you know. It's not going to change. Is it world changing? No. Is it? Ah, oh, finally, some there is some minor justice in the world. Rudy Giuliani uh, has been banned from Fox News for the last three months. He found out the night before nine eleven when they uh, wouldn't schedule him to come on to talk about you know, to say a noun and a verb in nine eleven. 
Um, on Newsmax Friday, Giuliani complained that he's not allowed on Fox News anymore to discuss Hunter Biden and that the network hasn't given him a full reason why. Um, what's the problem between you and Fox? I don't know. They haven't given me a reason. They just said I'm banned. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a sign. That You're I asked him that question. Uh, Greg Kelly. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the angriest man on television. Um, the the like. Uh, don't get me started on Greg Kelly because we've we've gone. I mean, no one hates America more than Greg Kelly right now. Nobody. It just it, it like right now. Greg Kelly looks at America like an ex who just won't stop dating his friends. <laughs> it's just brutal, right? So, um, and this is no surprise, but the inter- you know, obviously him finding out because they didn't book him on 9-11, when, which has just been a habitual yeah, jerk yeah. reaction. It's a no-brainer. And, and an important part of his brand going uh-huh. you know into this how does he how do you even have a business if you're Rudy Giuliani if you can't you know noun verb in 911 every time somebody brings you up <clears throat> and the problem is probably not that he would uh, he would be on first of all he can't come on to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop because that entire thing fell apart and continues to fall apart it t- continues to be garbage i don't believe it exists what laptop I, I, I don't want to hear about they, someone got a copy of the hard drive and found this. At a, no, no, no. I want to see the actual laptop. I don't want to see some concocted hard drive that the Russians put together in Ukraine and sold to Rudy Giuliani for $5 million when the asking price was originally three. I'm tired of it. Right. I, I'm, not, I'm done with pretending that there's actually some there there when there is absolutely not. There just isn't. They hacked Burisma. They got some real emails from him there. They probably hacked his phone at some point and got pictures out of his phone a long time ago. They used that and other stuff that they got from other places and concocted it together, made a deep fake version of a hard drive, and then shopped it around to see who wanted to buy it. And they sold it to Rudy Giuliani for above asking price. That's, that's how it shook down. So and and the and the way they get you ask you know John Podesta or or anybody in the you know Hillary Clinton email scandal or any of that stuff. By the way, they never got into her server. For all the talk about Hillary Clinton's server, right? The the server is the big thing. Did did anybody yeah. ever actually break into her server? Was it it was more secure than the State Department? They got Petraeus's email. They got uh, Colin Powell's emails. They never got Hillary's. Interesting. It just you know. Except the ones that she gave and whatever. Anyways, we could retread that whole thing forever. But the the fact that you know they won't let Rudy on there to quote unquote talk about Hunter Biden's laptop anymore is because they know there's no no there there, and he's never going to produce yeah. it, and he's always lying. And then you find out there was this um, this story um, in in Peril in the book Peril, which is mm-hmm. an, uh, you know an interesting read, and and for a lot of folks, I think. In, in all honesty, I, if you follow the news, you know what's in it. There's not a lot um, right. in there that you're not going to know. Um, but when it when it comes to, uh, I'm going to see if I can look it up right now. Um, as far okay. as, um, yeah, there it is. So, um, uh, and I also, oh, I and I pre-ordered. I'll take your questions now. The Stephanie Grisham uh, tell-all as well, which is you know. Oh boy, prurient as you go, but um, I made some notes. Um, Lindsey Graham had sent his uh, his lawyer, who worked on the Judiciary Committee, that, with him all the time to look over things. The these memos from Rudy Giuliani about the 
the hacked election and the fake votes and the dead people and the underage people and yada 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 <clears throat> and um it's it's all in chapter 41 of the book if, if you if you do get it and you want to check it out you can kind of jump around if you follow the news in there um but this yeah. <clears throat> uh the the guy that he sent it to that that graham sent it to his name was a guy named lee holmes he's uh the chief uh, counsel on the Judiciary Committee that Lindsey Graham works with. And Rudy sent this um, 20-page memo with 39 names on each page that are dead people that voted. And mm. and obviously this is a sign of fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, Holmes starts looking into this and basically finds out that, yeah, these dead people voted. They were alive when they voted, and then they died before Election Day. They, they, they voted, and then they died. People do that all the time. Your vote uh, in, you know, I personally believe your vote should count if you voted when you were alive. Yeah. Even if you die before election day. If you day voted because, legally while alive, your vote counts. Right. And you're, and, and no, and by the way, there's no, and they all voted for Biden. There's no even idea that these weren't just old Trump voters, right? Fox watching Trump voters in an old folks home. Um uh, Robert Drakeford, for example, was 88 years old and got a ballot on September 18th. The ballot was returned five days later, and he died on November 2nd, according to the document. Another old person had voted and died, proving nothing, even if the document was accurate. And there's obviously no way to ver- uh, no reason yeah. to verify that. Giuliani had said in his memo to Graham that the data was definitive, and Holmes came up with it was a reckless claim. Um, there he they include the actual uh memos that are being sent in the book like sections of them they don't do the whole lists of all the name but um he sent a, um Giuliani sent a second memo to this and I'll read a portion of it this is to senator Lindsey Graham from Rudolph Giuliani are voting irregularities impossibilities and illegalities in the 2020 general election dated January 4th 2020 Introduction. The 2020 U.S. general election had several abnormalities that contributed to multiple irregularities, which raises concerns about the integrity of the election. Somebody's getting paid by the syllable. The concerns span multiple states and have consistent patterns in each of the states. Yes, Biden won. (laughs) That's the pattern. Trump's unpopular. I'm I'm starting to hone in on a pattern here. Yes. Uh, The concerns span multiple states. uh, Sorry. um, United States laws, as well as the laws of each of the states, set specific standards for who is eligible to vote and how and when votes may be legally cast. The information below details proven fallacies that invalidate the vote count and outcome of the each uh, of the each of the respective states. Per your request, this memorandum is limited to traditional voter fraud in a sample of contested states and does not discuss machines, algorithms, and technological manipulation. So this is he sends him this memo with a list of uh, of accused voter fraud um, and then a, sent him a PowerPoint PowerPoint presentation independent analysis conducted by experts CPAs and Ivy League which is exactly that at the mathematical analogies uh, you know algorithm stuff that he's been talking about um, there were, they said that there were at least 27,713 illegal votes ca- uh, counted in Georgia's election Holmes wondered who were these unnamed brainiac experts that Giuliani kept citing. The total is more than twice the 11,779 vote margin that gave Biden the state, which is exactly why, and you got to think about this, this is January 4th. This is when, um, this is around the time when 
you know, Trump is insisting that they just give, find these things, find these votes for me. There's 27,000. You don't have to get all of them. Just give me the 17,000. And for all the people who think that his phone call to Raffensperger is a slam dunk legally, you have to understand that um, Trump at, at his very root is a moron with an easily manipulated ego. And Rudy Giuliani is too. And so what you have is a moron whispering in the ear of another moron. And so the, the, yeah. the, the, the trickle-down moron effect is that Trump could claim that he believed Giuliani when he said these things. That Giuliani just would not shut up about this stuff. And if you read any of the books about those times, Giuliani is always talking about this, there's so much massive voter fraud and we have all these affidavits and it's all proof and it's all real and it's all dead. And at a certain point, you know, Trump's brain is so doughy and accepting of anything that benefits him. Like he can, you know. And that's any, a compliment. Yes. It's it's porous, to say the very least. That anybody even suggests, a, a, you know, a possibility where he could win in a situation where he's losing, he's going to want to believe it and dive full in on it. And apparently, yeah. at this point, he was, he was in full-on Nixon screaming at paintings mode. So it, 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 where Giuliani might know full well in that six-page memo that came out this week also that pointed to the fact that they, that Pat Cipollone and people in the White House all knew that this was garbage. They knew that there was no voting irregularities. They knew everything was fine. Um, and that this was something that Giuliani was selling to Trump and Trump was more than willing to buy. Mm-hmm. He was getting high on Giuliani's supply in that regard. Um, <laughs> that ultimately, they, you know, <clears throat> they could look past this you know trump could look past this because he will he willfully wanted it to be true and in every circumstance where you've got um you you think trump's going to be dragged in front of a court where they go you tried to foment a revolution he's got a dozen outs in according to this book and others where he full-on believed that he had won because he's a lunatic wow I mean, this is... He's a lunatic and had a lot of people telling him very convincingly to him what had happened. That's right. And so he's he's always been willing to throw people under the bus for a very long time. Like, that's never been a problem for Trump. And in this particular case, this is... Giuliani has been... uh, Hal Sparks, Rudy is a leaker. Somebody's saying, yes, he leaks from his (laughs) temples. Um, um, This is... uh, This is Trump's out right here. In peril, in these other books, um, in these stories around it, you can clearly see them painting a picture of a man spiraling downward. And right now, if you look at his behavior, um, he holds it together. Um, I think I told people we got to take a break, but I, um, I, you know, I, I knew Patty Davis back in the day, and, and we watched uh, the Republican National Convention in 92 together when her dad spoke for the last time, when Reagan gave his last speech to the RNC um, for Bush, trying to help him get reelected against Clinton. And in, in that speech, you know, he kept saying, all right, all right, all right, all right, every time they started doing big applause moments. And the reason was is mm-hmm. because his dementia was getting so rough that he was afraid it was going to get away from him. And if he started to wander yeah. off his speech, he would never come back. And he knew that. And he was right. scared about that. And he'd been talking to his doctor about it. And they said that speech took a year off his life because of the stress oh, of doing it. Yeah. And and yet the the RNC just, you know, had to trot him out to try and, you know, get, get the old magic back because they, they saw that it was slipping away. 
Trump is in sort of a similar situation. If he gets up there and he just can say his ramble and stay there and nobody interrupts him in any major way, he'll do what's there and he'll kind of find his way back to the to the teleprompter. But I don't expect tonight people will be seeing the, the Trump magic that they liked in 2015 at this rally. And it's just going to get worse. Year over year, uh, time after time, it's going to get worse. we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT 820. And, and if you go to WCPT820.com, you can, you can listen to all your favorite liberal talkers on there um, yeah. through the website. You can program, program it on your phone. And then you plug your phone in your car and off you go. It's super easy. It's amazing. We'll be back. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the House Bar Show. Brought and to the answer your wow. question, Johnny. And a guitar yeah, note. Chicago's and playing then, right now. Yeah, it progressive. Um, and all the yeah, it's going to be good. Right? Hey, how? Yes, Did you mean noise. something like this? This is the House Bar Show. Brought to the Wow. And a guitar note. And then. Yeah, progressive. And all Yeah, it's going to be good. The House Parks Radio Program. Mega Worldwide. Yeah, right. it's going to be good. It is. I, you know. This would be one of the days to play the happy ending song, but we, if we started right now, we wouldn't even get through it by the time the show was over because we got uh, very little time. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff I was telling Johnny during the break, but there's a lot of stuff in in the book Peril that to the right wing will come across as like propaganda supporting Biden, but really it's just them reporting on what he's like with his own people, what the process was in him deciding to run for president, who he was talking to, his conversations with James Clyburn and Clyburn's wife, you know, making the call that he's the only one that can win. Um, (laughs) And um, it's, a lot of it's very touching. I mean, his family basically corralled him um, there's a there's a brutal story in there about the intervention they had with Hunter yeah. um, before all this, before even the the presidential run came up, and and he, you know, it was, I mean, it was like paint by numbers. Um, you know, he comes in, there's people waiting. He realizes it's not just dinner. He he yeah. storms out. Uh, Biden follows him down the driveway, gives him a hug, and is trying to, you know, and then he agrees to go into rehab, and then two days later calls a, uh, an Uber, gets out of rehab, and disappears and goes on a binge for three days, which is what addicts do. And it's it's heartbreaking yeah. when, when people go through that stuff. And anybody who knows addicts or knows anybody who's been through that kind of stuff, you have incredible sympathy for, you know, how broken they feel. They feel like they're letting everybody down. Half the time it's a, you know... These kind of binges, in some ways, are like suicide missions, where they're like, maybe this will, maybe I'll just die this time, and I won't be anybody's problem. You know, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, and that's clearly where he was. You've got, you know, um, Biden and Jill trying as best they can to deal with this son that's, you know, on a downward spiral. Um, there's, you know, this is the kind of thing, especially, you know, you hear about this in in well known families you know the 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 errant son that's a bit of a problem um you know like tom hanks's anti-vaxxer kid comes to mind a little bit obviously you know hunter biden the you know like young hollywood that kind of stuff those those things those happen in well-known families a lot and it's a, a a recurring issue but also it happens to average families all the time especially with the opioid epidemic that's been going on mm-hmm. and i think 
what's lost on people's criticism about Hunter Biden all during the thing, which is, you know, there's a big story in there about how um, um, Lindsey Graham and Biden used to be friends and they don't, he hasn't spoken to him since the election because of how he talked about Hunter Biden. Um, wow. because, he, because he knew him. He knew his son and, yeah. you know, and, and he, he hasn't been able to forgive him for how he spoke about his son. Sure. On, you know, and the like. Um, I, I think they've misread the whole Hunter Biden story ultimately because I think there's a lot of families in this country around the opioid, opioid epidemic that have gone through that heartbreak, that know that it's horrifying and possible. We've lost so many lives to it um, across the board that there's a sympathy for the Biden family about that. And certainly, you know, beyond even the fact that, you know, Bo's brain cancer and him dying and his father deciding to, you know, try, you know, for the cancer moonshot while not running again, and then, you know, deciding to run again after the whole family came to him. There's, there's, there's a lot of fascinating stuff, stuff that we'd heard kind of tangentially stories about, right? Right. But it, the book basically vacillates back and forth between, um, you know, Mark Milley dealing with the fact that Trump is losing his mind, Trump losing his mind, and screaming at everyone to find him the votes, just insisting that they're out there and they must be found. And that this is all, you know, it's it's rigged and terrible and you're not doing your job and for America, you know, and, and his, you know, just berating Pence and all this kind of stuff. It's a it's a fascinating view inside there. Oh, Pauline, thank you so much for the birthday wishes Aww. from uh, Pauline and Corey and Nick. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Um, and, I you know, it gives you a, a way more sympathetic view of even Biden than that a lot of people have. That said... You know, I guess one of the bigger pieces of news, and we'll see how this plays out over the last week, but the, the, the migrant camp under the bridge in Del Rio, Texas, has been cleared out. Um, 12,000 Haitians, uh, mostly families, have been brought into the country. Of the 15 or so thousand that were gathering at any one time, 12,000 of them have been brought into the United States. Um, another, like... You know, 3,000 were directly expelled back to Mexico because they were, you know, just working-aged men by themselves. You're not going to get into the country if that's what you're, you know, if that if you're just trying to, you know, go to America to get a job to send money back home and you're the, the male so you can, they think you can survive the trek and all that kind of stuff, you don't have a shot. Yeah. You're going to get sent home. And then another 6,000 were deported back to uh, Haiti uh, via these flights. And the... That the, you know, the Haitian envoy quit this week because he didn't like how people were being treated, um, you know, at the border in that regard. Um, and still, there's no, um, you know, the what's increasing is the United States has a bit of one and needs a better strategy to help Haiti get back on its feet to some degree. But there's yeah. almost no appetite in the electorate for it um, because it is effectively a failed state right now. And it's very, you know, and it's incredibly dangerous for the people that are there. And a lot of them are just scattering to nearby countries, hoping to go back as soon as things normalize, just leaving. Right now, it's just basically a gang war is happening, not even a civil war, which is heartbreaking. And so yeah. there, there is, you know, again, in terms of how do you repatriate people back to Haiti to help with that process, right? They shouldn't be evacuating out of their country if they can actually play a part and you know, work and all the other things that 
they need to have done there, um, whether they're government officials, whether they're uh, you know private citizens, just you know who could be helping to rebuild or clear rubble or whatever in their own country, but that have just left because it seems hopeless. If you can help stabilize the situation, maybe there's a chance that they'll go back. You know, uh, they'll have something to go back to. Um, none of it is going to be you know easy. And there are a lot of those kind of things that are part and parcel to being president that you don't get to skip. No one gets to skip those moments as president. They they land on your desk. There's no good solution, and it's on you. The only difference is is that um, in in the in Trump world, there is no version of the of the Haitian migrant camp for, that's been there for the last week that has now been cleared, where twelve thousand of the people actually get into the country and are allowed to work with NGOs or relatives that they have in the country temporarily until they can file for asylum or any of those kind of things. And, the, and um, there is a difference. Um, you know, there, <laughs> Benny Loco in her chat, can't we all just get a bong? Um, that's, that's, that's a rallying cry. Um, but we, obviously the, the big thing on Monday we'll, we'll be watching will be the, uh, the reconciliation uh, package and the infrastructure bill, will they be on, be on parallel tracks? Will the vote on the infrastructure bill, the bipartisan one, go through? Um, because here's the part, and I'm going to lay this out there to give everybody a, a little bit of, cur- you know, to pique your curiosity over the weekend. There could be a chance that Republicans, because it is a bipartisan bill, who have been lockstep against everything in the House because of McCarthy, decide to end run around the progressives when the vote comes up by making up for those loss of votes on the Republican side, thereby passing the uh, the smaller uh, you know infrastructure bill, the specific the roads and bridges and broadband infrastructure bill, and then get you know and then it would be it would leave the three point five trillion and the and the the ability to raise the debt ceiling for another day. And would be part of that workout. I wouldn't rule that out. Um, somebody's asking me, "How does it feel to be 29?" It feels great, actually. It, yeah, I, I will say, well. I, I will say, at 52, it is nice to walk around and see uh, the occasional 29-year-old, and I'm like, I'm better shape than they are. That's that's it. You feel good. You do. You really do. All right, we're at the end of the show. I I gotta uh, go enjoy my birthday in the city. Um, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go have uh, a meal and walk around a little bit in the sunshine and then we're going to go to the symphony and it's going to be great and um and spray I'm some go... mace at some capital guards yeah exactly yeah and then we'll well we we signed up it's the list is long so we're gonna uh, sunday we're scheduled to do it mm, that's we had until short... tomorrow okay it's yeah. a shame you couldn't get it on your birthday yeah 5 30 a.m or or 8 p.m yeah, and yeah that was it no and i was like nah so anyways, everybody, thank you so much for your love and support and happy birthday wishes today. I can't tell you how moved I am by it. Thank you for subscribing to the show. Thank you to all our new um, folks on here. And thanks to everybody in Chicago. Um, it's nice to share my birthday with you guys as well. Um, yeah. We'll see you next time. Um, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. Bye. There we go. Thanks, Chicago. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thanks. Cheers. See you later. Okay, now I have one less digital thing to worry about for a couple minutes. And I'm gonna. It's so good. Mark, thank you for be, uh, staying a member. Uh, I'll enjoy the rest of your DC trip. Thanks so much. 
Mark P. Yeah, and um, we're just gonna go get our stuff together and go out. It's it's a beautiful day here. Like the the weather's been fantastic. The like it's perfect walking weather. We we That's had the uh, best. Yeah, apparently Nancy Pelosi goes to a, a pub right over here called the Dubliner. Um, and uh, we went there last night and had uh, I and had uh, Irish stew and dessert. Barbie, thank you so much. Happy birthday, Hal. I hope you and Summer have an awesome time tonight. Thank you for all you do. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thank you guys so much. I will see you on Monday for the regular show. Obviously, I'm not going to be live streaming the Trump thing tonight because I don't. Nobody needs to torture themselves like that on their birthday. Nobody Just needs wrong. to. Nobody. Nobody. Just wait for Monday, everybody. Have you get to see the uh, Udvar Hazy Smithsonian? Um, not yet. We're that's that's on our list of things tomorrow as well. Some of the stuff we just couldn't get to in the timing of it. Seven hundred twenty-seven patrons right now. We'll get to a thousand at some that's point. We seem to be we seem to be like steady around seven twenty something all the time. It seems to rise and lower and rise and lower all the time as a rotating thing. But we'll get there. Um, gift opening Monday. That's a great idea, John. Um, Q Publicans oh. think all 12,000 Haitians move around as one entity. Yes, they do. There's a big horde of them moving through the deserts and that kind of stuff. Um, they're, they're basically at home right now hoping one of them commits a crime so they can go, this, yep. Joe Biden let this Haitian immigrant in who murdered this, uh, you know. Um, no, I get to shoot him, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and on that note, um, <laughs> uh uh, love you much, Johnny. I'll let you go. We're gonna we're gonna bail out. Um, love you too. Thanks. Don't shoot any Haitians. I will not. I promise. I promise. Uh, it's and it's me not either. Yeah, it's not it's not legal to shoot any immigrants for another two weeks. The season yeah. doesn't start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so weird. You're such a weird man. I love it. Um, love all right. It. I do. I do. Absolutely. All right. Well, take care. Um, love right. you. And travel and safe. All right. Love thanks. Summer. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.